0: Section 37 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases 1793 to 1990 by Ann M Butler This LibriVox recording is in the public domain recording by Joanne Turner Case 35 Frederick P Stanton 1814 to 1894 versus James H Lane 1814 to 1866 Kansas Election case, July 4, 1861 to January 16, 1862. Issues, qualifications, Senator also serving as general. Chronology, credentials presented July 4, July 12, 1861. Referred to committee, July 12, 1861. Again referred to committee, December 18, 1861. Committee Report, January 6, 1862. Senate Vote, January 16, 1862. Result, Lane Retained Seat. Background. In 1855, James H. Lane, a supporter of slavery, arrived in the Kansas Territory to be a political lobbyist for the Stephen Douglas wing of the Democratic Party. In the subsequent regional disorders, Lane found himself abandoned by his Democratic patrons and left to face the complicated territorial politics alone. Bitterly disappointed at this treatment, Lane, a flamboyant and compelling orator, transferred to the Republican Party, where his arrival was greeted with cool suspicion. Despite a turbulent political career, and an equally stormy personal life that included the murder of a business opponent, Lane managed to capture one of the first Senate seats when Kansas entered the Union in April 1861. Statement of the Case Lane, who embraced Republicanism as fervently as he had once denounced it, arrived in Washington at the start of the Civil War. When he heard that the life of President Abraham Lincoln was threatened, Lane immediately organized a small band called the Frontier Guard and posted it briefly at the White House. Lane's enthusiastic defense of the new president launched a close friendship that ultimately made him one of the chief executive's most intimate military confidants. Before the extraordinary session of Congress called by President Lincoln convened in July, Lane disbanded the Frontier Guard and hurried back to Kansas to organize a volunteer army. Although some citizens in Kansas regarded Lane's military behavior as self-serving, irrational, and opportunistic, his spirited conduct impressed Lincoln, who on June twentieth, 1861, appointed him Brigadier General of the Kansas Volunteers. Lane announced his appointment in the Kansas newspapers, delegated responsibility for recruitment to a fellow officer, and returned to Washington for the congressional session. On July 4, 1861, James Lane's credentials were presented to the Senate, and he fulfilled a long-standing ambition by taking his oath of office. Then, on July 12th, Frederick P. Stanton appeared in the Senate with credentials signed by Lane's arch-foe, Kansas Governor Charles Robinson. Contending that Lane's Senate seat became vacant upon his appointment as Brigadier General, the governor had appointed Stanton, a Democrat and former governor of Kansas Territory, to fill the alleged vacancy. The Senate referred the conflict to the Committee on the Judiciary. Response of the Senate Surprised and outraged, Lane refused even to appear before the committee, which on August 2, 1861, returned a report favorable to Stanton. Committee members considered that when Lane accepted President Lincoln's military appointment on June 20, 1861, the Kansas seat became vacant. As evidence, the committee cited Lane's announcement in a Leavenworth paper that, quote, the president has been pleased to place in my hands the honor of leading the gallant sons of the youngest state of the Union, unquote. Lane challenged this interpretation, for he insisted He merely wrote the statement and did not affix his name to it as a brigadier general. The Senate adjourned without settling the issue. Lane promptly returned to Kansas, where he did not permit his cloudy senatorial status to deter him from his military activities. While Lane and his enemy, Governor Robinson, each used the war as an excuse for securing personal military control of the state, the senator continued to enhance his reputation in Washington by sending a steady stream of informative military bulletins to the War Department. From September to November 1861, Lane skirmished around the Kansas countryside with an army that became infamous for its depredations. In November, Lane interrupted his military campaign to travel to Washington for the new Senate session. He began an impassioned attempt to convince the Union that a decisive winter assault, employing a substantial army of black soldiers, could cripple the Confederacy. As Lane battled for approval of an aggressive war effort, His Senate colleagues deliberated about Stanton's claim to the Kansas seat. Then, in December, at Lane's request, the question was resubmitted to the Judiciary Committee together with Lane's defense. The Kansas senator stated that he had gone to the commanding general soon after receiving the appointment, And learned that he could not formally become a brigadier general until he resigned his Senate seat. He had responded to the general that in that case he would not accept the appointment. On January 6, 1862, a divided committee returned a new report that, despite a brief letter of explanation from President Lincoln, still supported Stanton. The committee did not share the commanding general's view and, instead, maintained that Lane had virtually resigned his seat by accepting the military position. In the debate that followed, Lane's supporters developed two lines of reasoning. One group argued that Congress had not yet passed the enabling legislation when Lincoln made the June 1861 appointment Therefore, since no official position of brigadier general existed before a Congressional Act of July 22, Lane was legally seated on July 4. The second group preferred Lane's explanation that he himself had never actually accepted the commission or received any pay for the position, but had merely said he intended to accept after further debate, the Senate on January 16th rejected the Judiciary Committee's recommendation and voted 24 to 16 that Lane was entitled to his seat. Stanton received the compensation of a senator for the period spent contesting the seat. The following day, Lane met with President Lincoln, General George C. McClellan, and newly appointed Secretary of War. Edwin M. Stanton, to discuss plans for his military campaign in Kansas. Conclusion. Lane's attempts to maintain two official positions clearly violated the constitutional provision that, quote, no person holding any office under the United States shall be a member of either house during his continuance in office, unquote. Article 1, Section 6, His difficulties, however, may have stemmed as much from the extreme political rivalries in Kansas and the bitter enmity of Charles Robinson as from constitutional concerns. After all, Oregon Senator Edward D. Baker was an officer of the Union Army who often appeared in the Senate chamber in his uniform, even though he had promised the Oregon legislature for months that he would resign his Senate seat. The death of the immensely popular Baker at the Battle of Ball's Bluff in October 1861 may have influenced the Senate not to penalize the emotional and zealous Lane for his dramatic commitment to the Union cause. Following the resolution of his Senate status, Lane again traveled to Kansas, where he continued to participate in the military management of the state. After frequent clashes with other Kansas military leaders thwarted a planned expedition, Lane in February 1862 notified the state legislature that, contrary to his recent promises, he would not resign his Senate seat re-elected in 1864 after a tumultuous campaign, Lane remained a senator until his death by suicide in July 1866. End of Case 35 and of Section 37.